everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. We're going to cover episode, what is it, four of the season, also the last of the leaked episodes. So this is the last one David's has, David has seen. Yo, what? What if a cop is listening to this? <laughs> this is the last one David Danella has seen. What? Jesus! <laughs> uh, <laughs> they know that I'm the heir to a construction magnate. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Mike Marbeck. Uh, and we're going to go around with the intros as we do, starting to the right. That's me. Um, I don't know my left or right, so that's what that pause was. Uh, my name's Whitney. Hello. Uh, fuck, David Danella. <laughs> uh, it's been, it's, um, uh, yeah, I already, I've given my last name out too many times already. Uh, Frank Farrell, and I've never used Napster or Kazaa <laughs> or seen any leaked episodes of anything my entire life. No and spirit. the next person uh, is no stranger to the podcast, but hasn't been on in quite a while. Coming to us live via Skype is... Oh, is that me? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's I, you. Uh, I don't know where I am in the left-right <laughs> uh, left, right order. Uh, this is Andrew Stanton from Yay. Glamorous Tinseltown. <laughs> That's what the mayor makes us call it. Uh. <laughs> Andrew uh, helped start this podcast and has been a uh, has been sorely missed. Uh, as anybody who still listens to this podcast from those days will know, uh, he was and remains uh, one of the more informative people because we make mistakes uh, pretty often, uh, which he uh, will no doubt call out uh, within this episode. I'm sure too. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I mean, we're getting we're getting to the point where um, a, a lot of the reason for that uh, in the early uh, episodes of the podcast is because the I had just read the series. Like I, re- I read the whole series between the second and third seasons. Yeah. So like I watched the first two seasons, read all the books, and watched the third season. Right. Yeah. So like, um, a it was all fresh in my mind at that point, and b at that. Uh, uh, at that time, we were still really uh, following the books real closely. Mm-hmm. So now that they're not so fresh in my mind and that we're in a lot of uncharted territory here, uh, I think there's going to be a little less of that. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I will try to be wrong from time to time just so it's, it happens. Thank uh, you, Mike. You're welcome. Uh, just some housekeeping things. Uh, first up is, uh, as anybody knows that listens, we were holding a contest for anybody that rates and reviews the podcast over the month of April would win a hardcover copy of The World of Ice and Fire, uh, the untold story of Westeros and the Game of Thrones by George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, and we have our winner, uh, and that goes to, with the iTunes name, I don't know what, how, how it's said, is it iTunes name? Sure. sure. Yeah. iTunes screen <laughs> name. I, iTunes name. iTunes name. <laughs> uh, is RFJKP26, uh, who I also believe uh, contacted us on Twitter, which makes it even easier uh, to get this book to him. So thank you for the review. Thanks for listening. Uh, and a new contest coming up for the month of May. Anybody who follows us on Twitter, at, our, at SRM Podcast. Uh, we'll get something uh, get something else. So if you follow us during the month of May at SRM Podcast, we're going to get something else out to you. We will announce that next week. We're trying to figure out what that is, but it will be some other awesome Game of Thrones-related thing. Um, all right, so let's get into the episode. What are some first impressions? Uh, Andrew, do you want to kick it off? Uh, I thought it was... I, I, think, I think it was probably the most exciting episode thus far. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not one of those people who one of the people who's been 
down on these past three episodes. Uh, I've enjoyed them all so far, but I thought this was um, probably the most uh, just just like a exciting to watch. I had the most like uh, gasps in it. I think mm-hmm. for me anyway, and that's and that's why I think um, I actually uh, have some insider info. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure. I, I feel like probably everybody knows this. You dish, but, uh, but uh, I suppose. Uh, have you guys heard the the idea that HBO leaked these episodes on purpose? No. Oh. Oh, it makes sense. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that's what that's what I'm hearing here. Oh wow. Um, they did it on purpose. Well, you're closer because to the source. I guess they anticipated people feeling a little uh, underwhelmed by the first three episodes, so that's why they did it up to the. This one because now we're back and things be in kind of a little more fast paced. Wow, that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on with uh, first impressions, Whitney. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really. I don't think I've like the last three episodes just kind of been like watching and like oh, okay, that's cool. But this one, even looking around, we all had our hands over our mouths, and it was just like. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. So as a book reader, I, I find myself like, I, and I love the show, but I'm not always watching it, being like, "Oh man, what's going to happen next?" Because I know what's happening next. I like, to, I just like to see how it's being interpreted. Now I'm like, "What's going to happen next?" And it's a thrill. Um, yeah, this was a fun episode, and I, I am, uh, I let's go. You know, let's. Yeah. Hey HBO, go ahead and leak 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 them all. Leak, <laughs> so, because I but I won't watch them. But I'll, uh, in fact, I'll report people. <laughs> Reek, <Rhymes>. leak. <laughs> Frank, I loved it. I um, yeah, I loved it. And notice whose story wasn't in there. Arya's story. So she must be the weak link. She must be the boring. So yeah. no more Arya. Yeah, uh, we found it. We found the. <laughs> yeah, we found the squeaky wheel. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with all those uh, all those comments. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. A lot of really big things. Uh, I can see what Andrew's saying about them possibly leaking these episodes uh, for that reason. Because uh, uh, I did enjoy the first three episodes. Um, they were. It was a lot of building. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of building going on, and I think you said, Frank said. Um, right at the end of the show that it's a lot of building going on and now it seems like everything is just kind of like fight, 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 blood, blood, blood. Um, Paraphrasing there. Um, That's exactly what I said. (laughs) Do you think they leaked it as like a kind of like mean joke? Like, oh, you're going to take this illegally? Like, we're going to leave you hanging and you have to wait an entire month of just sitting there and waiting on that. That's my feeling. (laughs) That's why I played it honest and I did not watch any of them. Um... Well, uh, what, what I actually heard the rationale was that they know that people are going to watch the episode when it airs anyway. Um, I think it's I think it's a lot of the same idea with them being okay with everybody sharing their HBO Go account. Yeah. So you know that even if people are getting their content for free, uh, they're going to you know eventually pay for it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the the idea I heard is that they a they wanted they didn't want to have the uh, the idea of people sitting there for three weeks being underwhelmed, and uh, I think they knew that 
people would watch the first four episodes immediately as soon as they were leaked and then continue to watch them on the nights that were on. Yeah. Uh, case in point, you know, David, you watch, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hypothetically, let's say if you watched the first four episodes and they leaked and we're not saying you did, yeah. <laughs> uh, you still would have watched them when they were on, right? Yeah, and I, and uh, again, I, I did. I'm just, look, I'm, I'm, if I can't live my life openly, what can I do? <laughs> Uh, All right, well, let's move on to some of these storylines. We're going to open up with uh, Jorah and... So Jorah Mormont and Tyrion, who are uh, on a boat, and they have left Volantis. That's where they were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, it's revealed that the Queen... Because he ended last episode by saying, I'm taking you to the Queen... Uh, we weren't sure which one it was going to be, but it turns out it's it's Daenerys, as uh, I think everybody on the podcast agreed that it would be. Yeah. Uh, anything to uh, to say about this, uh, Andrew, or anyone else? You know what? Um, this might have been my favorite part of the episode, actually, because uh, it was it was um, a lot of fun seeing Tyrion back to back to his old self. Yeah. Um, which we haven't seen for a while. We yeah. haven't gotten to see, um, you know, clever Tyrion talking his way out of things and mm-hmm. being able to really just cut cut to the core of people with his words and read people perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen that for a long time. I can't remember the last time we got to see Tyrion doing that, just being really slick, clever, uh, perceptive Tyrion. Yeah, and I just love seeing all the characters mix like that. I, it, it's just so cool to me to, to see him uh, and uh, Jorah together and seeing Jamie now in, in Dorne. It's just so it's so weird. It's like seeing people you work with uh, out at a bar. I don't know. It just seems kind of... <laughs> Except the opposite. <laughs> oh, you're going to love the you're going to love the upcoming arc of um, Samuel Tarly going on a date with Hilaria Sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ruined it. Uh, with and, spoiler. And Jon Snow's in a uh, in a horse-drawn cart outside the restaurant sending ravens in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to sound... All that shit could fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Master Aemon and Peter Balish's brothel. This is going to sound like a complaint, and it's not. But do you ever get the feeling that George R. R. Martin like got real high and watched a bunch of Bob Hope and Bing Crosby <laughs> movies while he was writing these books? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of road trips. All so many, yeah. so many, so many buddy road trips, which yeah. is great. That's, that's where he really thrives. Yeah. Anytime you can get a, a twosome together on the road or on the sea. Is this uh, the, case? the thing I'm wondering with this storyline is what's ha- what's going to happen with Varys? What about Varys? <laughs> <laughs> I they would have cut to him, showed him like at least being like, oh shit, but no, no, just hanging just, out, just like just just like Varys shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, <laughs> just sitting, sitting in the brothel. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, no, 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 no. My friend is here. He's just. <laughs> Yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what, really, though, what what do you think is is going to happen with him? He's clear. It's clearly not the last we've seen of of Barris. Uh, is he going to end up in Marine also? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, uh, yeah, it's really difficult to say I, again because um, so many things have been completely different. Yeah, yeah. So just this season alone, uh, a couple of storylines have. 
changed uh, completely. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's it's really difficult. It, it and all every one of them in a good way. Like like I think the storylines as they are are great in the book, and they are as they are in the show are great too. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I definitely agree that we're gonna see him again. Um, he'll figure something out, I'm sure. Yeah, I think we're going to see him again, and I think we're going to see him in Marine. And I think, if I had to guess, he's probably even going to beat Tyrion and Jorah there somehow. Uh, like, he shows up and he's already there schmoozing with Daenerys. Um, oh, Tyrion. Thanks for showing up. Drinking an Arnold, drinking an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, before we move on, anything uh, that anybody else wants to say on that, on that note? I feel bad for Jorah. I know he kind of dug this grave himself, but it's just like, he feels so, like, proud of himself, like, he's got to come bring this awesome gift to her, and then it's just like, you could see it just leaving his eyes, like, oh, and, oh. And, and also, oh. like, what a, like, we know that Marine is a nightmare situation right now, so Daenerys is going to be pulling her hair out of her head, dealing with insurrection, and Jorah's going to show up with a dwarf, and she's going to be like, thanks. Awesome. Although, I mean... The roast is burning in the oven, or the cat's showing up with the dead mouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on that note, we know... We'll, we'll get to it, but but Bar- a, a spot is now vacant. Um, Barristan, Selmy, is, is gone. Uh, so a spot is now, now vacant, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it, but there's... There's a possibility. What maybe. if he's just sleeping? Yeah. Could <laughs> yeah. you? Uh, I don't think he died because they uh, they made a point to show him just have Grey Worm save him, just barely save him from getting his throat cut. But if they were gonna, why would they do that just to have him die right there? Did you see the scenes uh, from? I, the night? I agree. He still may die. Maybe he's dead, but. Uh, and maybe maybe, maybe they were I being think, deceptive. I think he's. They might, at, at the very least, I think we'll um, follow your own rule. See him like dying slowly next week. I hope that's not. I hope he's okay. But did you see the uh, the scenes from the next one? Because they were all standing around him, and he was on a stone slab. With, oh yeah, yeah, like in a dead position. <laughs> but, oh, I missed that. Was he cookie eyed? He did not have they cookie eyes. Yeah. They didn't cookie. Did not have cookie eyes. Maybe I mean, you've got to rest oh, up after well, a wound, so. Well, you know that that that's confusing to me. Then I, I did I missed that in the in the preview. Um, yeah, maybe he's just uh, recovering or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll come back. I to... really hope he, I really hope he's alive. But that seems strange to me that they would have Grey Worm save him from getting throat cut, only to have him die right then anyway. Yeah. Uh, it does. It does seem uh, kind of strange, but it's also. From week to week, they kind of, they, you know, it's not a bad idea to leave that cliffhanger, but yeah. it's also very annoying that they would show that uh, in, the, in the next, um, what do you call it, in the, in the teaser. Yeah, the teaser. He might have an information bomb to drop before yeah. he dies. <laughs> Give some yeah. last words or something. Yeah. All right. So let's go to The Watch, uh, where, uh, what's her name, Celise? Yeah. Um, was talking about John, right? Um, and saying that he's he's the bastard son of uh, of Ned, and the show has been kind of dropping more and more uh, thoughts. I guess that there's there's a lot more to John than we know, right? 
Oh, there it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, because one of the things that was said, and they've said it throughout the series a bit in, in different ways, was uh, I think it was Stannis this time that said it. Well, that really wasn't Ned Stark's way. Um, he, he to to have any kind of affair. It wasn't Ned Stark's way. Um, uh, and there was something else that happened in this. The, the, uh, the way that she looks at him, the way that Melisandre looks at, at John. Yeah. Um, and she wants that dick. She she <laughs> went when she um, uh, was in the. I was going to say. I guess the Lord Commander's office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and chamber. yeah, chamber works. Uh, in his corner, sweet. Uh, and she even says to him, talking about the light and uh, what uh, the Lord of Light gives. And he looks. She looks at him and says, it also gives the power to cast shadows. The power to cast shadow, uh, which made me think of her birthing those shadow beasts, shadow babies, shadow babies, um, which we know that. You have to have some sort of strong, you know, like a like some sort of king's blood or some some sort of royalty within within you to do that, uh, and you know that that could be that could be Stark, um, or it could be more. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, there was a, there was another really strong Jon Snow parentage hint elsewhere in the episode. What was that? Um, uh, it was in the Littlefinger Sansa scene. Uh oh, oh yeah. with uh with Ellie with uh the Lyanna tomb. Yeah, um, Sansa makes a comment about uh, Rhaegar kidnapping her and raping her, and Littlefinger kind of has this on oh, offside glance. Yeah, it's like there might be more to that story. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that uh, that book readers are very attuned to, but is not being pushed heavily in the show. Yeah, it, it's like it's like all but confirmed, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think he's a. Uh, uh, Martin's ever come out and said, "Yeah, that's it." But um, <laughs> yeah, that's the it's one. Just it, it, there's just so much. <laughs> there's just so much pointing to it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're kind of dancing around a, a little bit uh, of of what. Sorry, it, it could. No, it's all right. Um, what it could be, uh, but the main thing is that Jon Snow might not actually be. The bastard son of uh, Ned, Ned, Stark. Ned Stark and some, you some know, hua. some hua. Um, but who his parents might actually be is seems to be getting hinted at somewhat heavily, uh, even for I think TV viewers uh, more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Who haven't read the read the books also? Um, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, okay. I, I, I hadn't thought about it. Um, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to, to, that was one of the other things, things I thought of, uh, was when Melisandre was talking to Stannis and she says, I'm here to serve the Lord, uh, or I'm here to serve my Lord. Yeah, uh, and then it cut right to Jon Snow. Yeah, mm. um, which you know he's the <clears throat> Lord Commander, I guess. Um, but this show, as we talked about last week, has been kind of using the editing to tell more of a story than they can with the words and the the pictures, I guess. Um, so, which also leads me to believe that 
yeah, Jon Snow, there's, there's a hell of a lot more to Jon Snow and that Melisandre may be maybe even more into him than she is to Stannis. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> stupid because Stannis gave a knockout scene to Oh, him. God, it was so nice. Oh, that was so uh, nice. Oh, uh, that, 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 was, that was a really great part, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've been saying this constantly, which is that, um, I, I think the guy who plays Stannis is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in the books I find, you know, he's, you know, he's there. He's a, like, he's an okay character. Uh, in the, on the show, I find him to easily be one of the most compelling characters always. And, uh, and this was just further, this was more of that. Mm-hmm. I saw it totally going the opposite way when it started. It's like, are you embarrassed by me? Like, long, awkward pause. I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. And I was like, oh, that is so nice. So, uh, Andrew, and hopefully you can help with this, uh, he tells this this story of uh, when he was, uh, I guess soon after he he had Shireen, uh, they get a, a, some sort, what was it? A doll. A doll. Yeah, some, some, some sort of doll. Uh, and it's contaminated with whatever causes dragon scale, grayscale, grayscale, uh, grayscale. Uh, and they, who who actually who sent that? It was some. I don't think it was sent. I think some Dornish merchant like gave it to him or something. Was so that? was it on purpose or was it just like that was going around at the time? Anyone know? It seems. Yeah. Oh. No, sorry, yeah, it just seems like, uh, I, I didn't really read much into it, it just seems like, um, uh, just bad luck, she got an infected toy. Okay. But they, wait, they, it does seem, though, like they are planting the seeds of saying that grayscale, if somebody wanted to use it as a weapon, could use it as a weapon. Um, because there was something else that happened in the episode that made me think of that. And I can't remember what it is now, but it was, it was that, and then there was something else that made me think... The weaponized grayscale lab scene. Yeah. <laughs> when when Kyburn is uh is in a hazmat suit and he's like, I think we're on to something. Yeah. He's got one of those glass cases with the with the, the rubber with gloves the through it. <laughs> uh, some other elements from this scene. Uh, Melisandre wants to go to Winterfell with Stannis, and she's like, Hey, last time you went on a trip, you didn't take me. Uh, and he lost. So he, he's, of course, like, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely coming this time. Uh, so she wants to go to Winterfell, and then she goes up and sees Jon Snow in his office, in his Lord Commander's office. Uh, and what happens there? She gets naked real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, uh, she disrobes uh, and kind of... Uh, takes his hand and starts, um, uh, what do you say? Making him touch. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Michael. <laughs> she says, she says, she says, Has a, have a feel of this, governor. <laughs> I don't give us the explicit label. Uh, finger uh, <laughs> uh, Popinski. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be freezing there too. She's she, only one wearing one layer of clothing. But remember the elevator scene? She's not cold ever. She's never cold. Oh, that's right. She's Always hot. Blood runs hot. Mm. Um, Jon Snow is in a secluded castle where he has sworn a vow of celibacy. 
He is surrounded by almost entirely men, and he still gets laid more than a lot of people. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, one thing we... I don't know that we talked about it last week, but when he chopped off uh, Slint's head, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that we brought up that Slint was the one... Uh, and Andrew, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he was in charge of the City Watch when Ned um, was taken. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a nice, really re- revenge kind of move. Not necessarily that John maybe had that in mind, but he, it had to have been somewhere in his mind. Because um, uh, I'm sure he heard that that Slint was in charge of the city watch when uh, they turned on turned on him. Right. So it's, John's it's, still rock hard from killing Slint, <laughs> so that makes it doubly tough to uh, avoid that temptation. Um, does Melisandre only sleep with non-virgins? Is that like part of her? <laughs> Well, because she asked him then the one time in the elevator, like, are you a virgin? And he's like, no. She's like, perfect. Great. Mm. Stannis, uh-huh. obviously, not a virgin. And then the one guy that's, like, off in a dinghy somewhere. Gentry. Gentry. Yeah, was he a virgin? Hmm, was Gentry a virgin? I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like every Baratheon fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Baratheons do. Crab <laughs> <laughs> cakes and fucking. <laughs> Just wondering. I didn't know if that was a thing. Hmm. Yeah. Well, right. she doesn't want anybody getting all sentimental on her. Right. Uh, well, maybe to this create a shadow love. baby, you need some sort of skill. Um, <laughs> you, you, you gotta have that deep stroke. Yeah. <laughs> She's a woman. She has needs. <laughs> yeah, I want to serve the Lord of Light, but I also want to get off a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. I don't give us the explicit label. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, so that, that Shireen scene... Um, sure scene. Sure scene. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, that was really nice. Um, little, little, real nice Stannis moment. Um, showing some, showing some emotion. She starts crying. Tears start streaming down her dragon skin. Um, yeah, it was just really nice. Is there anything else with this storyline before we move on? Any kind of predictions for you guys? Uh, she wants, she wants John to go to Winterfell. Everybody wants John John to go to Winterfell. We want John to go to Winterfell. I would love him to go to Winterfell. Uh, I want that mean mom to die. She's so awful. Every time she talks, I get so mad. I get irrationally mad every time she talks. Mm -hmm. I hate her. Yeah. She has nothing good going for her. Andrew is... uh, She sucks, yeah. (laughs) Andrew, is Celise and Davos related at all? No, no, Davos actually isn't anybody. Um, <clears throat> Davos, um, he only has a name because Stannis uh, gave him one for um, for bringing him the food at, uh, during the siege. Okay. Does they ever talk? Uh, Davos definitely talks about how he he tells that story. Became became a knight, right? Yeah, yeah. the Onion Knight. Yeah, yeah. He. Um, if you don't remember, real quick, uh, yeah. during the, the rebellion, Robert's Rebellion, uh, Stannis is at Storm's End, uh, the Baratheon's ancestral home, and he's uh, besieged by uh, Mace Tyrell, and um, they're just trying to starve them out. And Davos, being a smuggler, uh, smuggled a shipload of food, primarily onions, into Storm's End that saved Stannis' life and that of all his people. So as, as a thank you, he uh, united him. Gave him a name and land and everything, and also chopped up his fingers. 
Ding. So no. Yeah. <laughs> short, short answer, no. No, <laughs> not related. Um, Can I ask one more thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm going off subject. Shadow babies. Let's say John would have said, okay, let's do this. Would they have made a shadow baby? And would she have used that to kill the Boltons? Anyone? I think he was just trying to entice... I think she was just trying to entice him with a little a little bit of that hot loving. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's just because he's cute. Yeah. Uh, well, there's still uh, Balon Greyjoy. He's still out there somewhere. Uh, there's Tommen, although he wasn't one of the one of the leeches. Um, Rob's dead. Joffrey's dead. Uh, Greyjoy is still alive. Is it just Greyjoy? Yeah. And Stannis. The, yeah, the fact that they haven't talked about Balon Greyjoy at all is really that's the, that's the only thing really bugging me about these past couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on with that because. It, it like it, it. I mean, like uh, it just like it was this thing that again the last thing we saw of any Iron Islander except for Reek was his sister getting scared by some dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think that that's totally reasonable. <laughs> I, I feel like there was a bunch of dogs there. I know that we can only confirm that there was two, but still, there's big nasty dogs, and like it's just like a like like a size thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's harder to fight a thing that's like a, a foot tall than it is to fight a guy who's the same height as you. Yeah. Dogs are scary. Yeah, they are. But uh, yeah, the fourth book is just is full of really great um, Greyjoy's content. Yeah, and uh. It, 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 it's it's a little disappointing that we haven't gotten to it so far. I was really hoping that we'd uh, see a lot of that. I mean, maybe we still will, but season yeah. six, all Greyjoys, yeah. all the time. Yeah, the Greyjoy hour. Um, I watch that. The I Greyjoy think we'll hour? see. I think we'll see Balon Greyjoy this season. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, I'm still pretty confident that we'll see Blackfish oh, this season. I, I really need to see the Blackfish. I yeah. need me some Blackfish. Um, I'm still pretty confident that we'll see him, although it doesn't appear that my earlier prediction, when I think it, it might have been a lock, was that uh, Brienne and Blackfish would meet up and head up toward the twins. It uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen because she is just obsessed with getting Sansa. Um... um before we get to Sansa, uh, there was one other quick thing, one other quick point from the watch scenes, and that's uh, John was sending ravens to different people for assistance, and one of them was Bolton, uh, for, from Bruce Bolton, and he's, we see that he's very hesitant to ask him for any sort of help, which is understandable, um, but he does it anyway because Sam reminds him that, you know, we have no part in their wars, we, have, we, we can't defend the wall without men and supplies and he's the warden of the north um is there anything you can add to that andrew i know i think you you got it spot on okay uh yeah i don't think it's too terribly complicated an idea yeah he just um it's generally kind of struggling to put aside his uh his feelings and really embrace the lord commander all he's just gotta you know let that shit go yeah um, so let's go to Winterfell. Uh, we're in the tombs underneath Winterfell with, uh, uh, was it Lyanna's tomb? Uh, and then we hear that story that we, uh, talked about a little bit ago with, uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna 
how Rhaegar, after he won a tournament at Harrenhal, who did he defeat? Selmy? Selmy, yeah. Uh, he defeats Selmy and rides right past his wife, which was uh, uh, Elia Martell. Yep. Uh, and right to Lyanna and gives her... Uh, what did he give her? Like white uh, Like a wreath of roses or something. Yeah. Yeah, he named her Queen of Beauty at of the festival or whatever, of the tournament. Yeah. Big gasps. Big gasps from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty brazen. Um, so... To to that point, uh, Sansa had said there that right after or right before he kidnapped her, and then Peter gave that sort of look, look aside, like uh, as if to say, "Yeah, kidnapped." Yeah, sure. Um, like he did <laughs> last week with, or or two weeks ago with uh, Shadow. Yeah, yeah. face of Stannis. <laughs> Got it. Sure. Um, so. Baelish is kind of hinting also that the story that everybody seems to know may not be the actual actual case. So what else happened here? He talks about who he's backing. He talks about backing Stannis. Yes. He says that Stannis is going... Sooner or later, Stannis is going to march down to King's Landing because now he has the people, he has the power, but before that he has to go through Winterfell. Uh, and Baelish says that he's headed to King's Landing as to not... Uh, give any indication to Cersei that something something's up because she doesn't know about Sansa and she definitely doesn't know about him and Sansa. Um, but somebody at Winterfell has got to know, right? I mean, they, they know that that she's Sansa Stark. Uh, even the the, the um, what do you her handmaiden? I guess whoever it was last week knew. Um, I think they're presenting her as Sansa Stark. I don't think yeah. he's. Um, I don't think they're even hiding it. Yeah. Okay. Is uh, that right? Maybe I don't remember. I didn't get to rewatch the third episode. No, they're yeah, they're they not did. hiding it. This is it's right. Just, it's just whether Baelish is there. That's the issue. Yeah. Uh, what I'm getting at is that's. A, I think it's a lot of trust on Baelish's part, which is. This doesn't seem like it would normally be the case with him. He he would I think he would normally play things a little more uh, carefully because uh, we saw in the scene and we'll get to it um, soon with Jamie and Bronn that every, everybody's out to make make some make some coin make some gold coins uh, <laughs> and somebody could easily just head over to Winter or uh, to King's Landing and sell them out. Yeah. Um... What you're saying right now, uh, I agree with it completely, and I think that's actually what is, what the most interesting thing about this storyline is. Is um, it seems uh, it seems really out of character for him to do something like this. It seems it, there is apparently a pretty big lack of care taken, but um, that just that just makes me think that uh, because, because again, you know, this is uncharted territory. This isn't yeah. this isn't in the book, at least not yet. Um, so I I have no idea. So like I'm playing with the same information as you. Yeah. But, uh, I I think I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't think I don't think he intends for Sansa to ever actually be married to Ramsay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, he 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 sets it up that uh, he feels that Stannis is going to be the one to come into Winterfell. He's going to rescue her from the uh, shitty Boltons. Um, but he doesn't say where that might leave him and Sansa. 
uh, and it seems very out of character uh, and careless, which could also be uh, on purpose. Um, that he, that that's what everything that's happening. He knows what's going to happen, and is how exactly uh, he means it to happen, right? Oh, uh, you know what? I think I think maybe he's kind of re running back the the strategy he had with the veil, and that's um <clears throat> in in a way like uh, set it up so that Sansa, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he'd really need to marry her to the Bolton for that. I think he's just like kind of reestablishing Sansa in the North, so that um when uh when the Boltons are out of the way, um. When Sansa is, like you said, named Wardeness of the North and Sansa's in charge, he can swoop back in and kind of take control of her again. Yeah. Thereby allowing him, now he, now he controls Heron, Hall, the Vale, and then he would also control the North, so he'd control more than half of the country. Yeah. yeah. It also changes the narrative about Stan, uh, Sansa, right? Because uh, she goes from being a wanted fugitive to being established in her ancestral home and about to marry a Lannister ally. So, oh, yeah. So anybody who sees her is no longer like, oh, I'm going to turn her into Cersei necessarily. They might be like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, either way, uh, we're seeing Sansa go from being a piece to being a player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because, uh, Andrew, you were always big on saying that this story is really about uh, Littlefinger and Varys. And it would seem that they now have, uh, like, both kind of picked their Iron Throne person. Like, we knew that Varys is, is seemingly backing Daenerys, and now Peter seems to be backing Stannis. I, I, I like the idea of them being on opposite sides of, of like, the last players in the in the War of the Kings. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think as far as uh, the political machinations go, yeah, it's, it's pretty much Varys versus Littlefinger. And I think... Um, I think Varys is pretty overtly backing Daenerys. I don't think, I don't think there's any um, anything else going on there. I think he's straight up about that. Okay, yeah. And I don't know if I'd say that Littlefinger's backing Stannis. I think Littlefinger's backing Littlefinger through Stannis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still feel like all of this is just like a way for Littlefinger to like end up with Sansa, essentially. Yeah. I think he just he wants like he wants a second shot at Catelyn Stark, and Sans is the closest thing to that. Yeah, and uh, as we 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 get so wrapped up in these these things that we it's easy to lose sight of the fact that there are White Walkers marching yeah. south, uh, and yeah. So just as Melisandre said before, this War of Five Kings means nothing. Uh, the real war is up north. Uh, so at some point, everybody's got to get their shit together, um, or they don't get it together, and the whole thing ends with, uh, everybody being White Walkers. I don't know. Um. Oh, what a great ending, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally everybody's White Walkers. The White Walkers win. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's wrapped up in their own bullshit. Uh, so let's go to... Oh, wait, can I add two yeah, things yes. about that? These are very superficial things, but one... Sansa looked a lot like Melisandre in that. Like, oh yeah, felt like look like they could have been sisters. Yeah. Um, and then this whole thing with Littlefinger, I have no idea what the fuck he's doing because sometimes I'm like, oh, he just wants to take care of her. He's trying to help out. And he's super creepy. <laughs> he's got like a pinky ring, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> I'm not trusting him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's up to no 
Good. Yeah, the uh, the two biggest creep. Well, first of all, yeah. Every, anytime he seems like he's being a good guy, he like kisses Sansa real creepily. Yeah, and he's also <laughs> the king of the. To me, the two biggest creep moves in movies. <laughs> the first one is the uh, is like the hand drag across the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's always so goddamn creepy. And, and he has a pinky ring, which adds. The yeah, he's got a pinky ring. And the other one, I don't know if he's done this yet, but I like it's so in his character. It's like. Uh, is when somebody spits in somebody's face, and then instead of like wiping it off, they just like go like this, and then they lick it. <laughs> <a little. laughs> or like, or somebody spits in their face, and they just like react very coolly to it. I'm always like, you're a creep. Like they're just like, whatever. Yeah, they're just like, mm-hmm. you gave me a part of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's gross. Yeah, that uh, all right, so now then, let's go to King's Landing. We're going to King's Landing, where uh, the Master of Coin, Mace Tyrell, uh, is saying... (laughs) He's the most hilarious character in this story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's saying that the Iron Bank of Bravos is now recalling, I think he said, a tenth of their debt, or some some fraction of the the debt. Uh, And we've been talking about this for a couple seasons now, that... King's Landing um, is in heavy debt to the Iron Bank, um, which uh, we had said a couple seasons ago would likely end up um, being a very big issue. Uh, Right now, it's not ending up to be a huge, huge issue, um, but it seems like they're building to that, uh, that... I don't know, that that Bravos is really going to just start... Yeah, well, you talk about, um, you know, Littlefinger says, I, you know, I'm a gambling man, and if a gambling man would back Stannis. Well, the Iron Bank, if somebody's not paying their debts, if a king's not paying their debts, they back a king that promises to pay his debts. Mm-hmm. So to be that deep in debt with the Iron Bank is not good. And that was part of... Uh, Davos's uh, speech, I think, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, that uh, King's Landing isn't what it what it what it once was. Uh, was Tywin dead at the time? No, what? no. Uh, but I think he mentioned that he's like, oh, he's really old. He's going to die soon. Yeah, and and who would you want in charge? Uh, the boy, uh, the, the the mother who's doing this and that and the other thing, um, or or Stannis. <laughs> Uh, nice. the right, rightful, rightful heir. Um, yeah. So Iron Bank is calling back. Uh, is calling. Is making some phone calls. Uh, the King's Landing is now in collections. Yeah, and remember we have. Um, I forget his name, but he's the guy who plays Mycroft Holmes on the Sherlock BBC show, playing uh, Tycho Nesteros, who is the uh, the face of the Iron Bank of Bravo. So they have a good established actor in that role. So it's. They probably want that option there. Yeah, uh, to bring that. Nice that pull on that out. name, David. <laughs> what? Nice pull on that name. Oh yeah, the character's name. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I do my I do my stuff every now and then. <laughs> uh, so, Cersei, as he's telling her this, uh, says that they uh, they need to renegotiate the the terms with the Iron Bank. Uh, try and bring the interest rate down. I don't know what what, what they're gonna what <laughs> yeah. she expects to do. Uh, but she baby. says that they're sending Mace Tyrell. Uh, <laughs> we're sending our best guy. <laughs> yeah, we're sending we're sending Mace Tyrell uh, to Bravos to uh, pull a Davos. Yeah. Uh, and he's not going alone. This is this is the the fishy part, I think, 
they're going with um, uh, Marin Trent, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Cersei's pet. Yeah. Uh, and that is... I don't think that bodes well for Tyrell. No. Oh, he's not fucking coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Trent's, Trent's not... Trent's a piece of shit. Why is Trent... Uh, Remy, why is Trent... On, why was he on Arya's list? Uh, he killed. He killed. Um, presumably killed Serio Pharrell. Oh, okay. Dancing. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and wasn't he also the one that kind of stripped Sansa down? Yeah, she didn't see that though. I don't think. Did she? No, I'm just. I'm just building. Building the character. Oh yeah, that, he's a. He's a. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a no good yeah. lout. Is a character case in building uh, for everyone they hate. Marin Trent. Not that that's not already the case. Um. All right, so Mace Tyrell is probably as good as dead. Um, oh, so we had a bunch of stuff with... Were you going to say something, Andrew? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just picturing Mace Tyrell walking around Bravos with a Tommy Bahama shirt on, <laughs> flip-flops, <laughs> like, t- taking pictures of stuff. With, with a back, Rick Steves guide in one hand. company and getting killed. Yeah. I picture him out, out on a boat. Yeah. Saying Hail Mary's oh, yeah. fishing. Well, we have another buddy road trip. That's the secret. <laughs> if that if that is a road trip, that is the, really the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I've finally done it. Uh, uh, Tyrell and Trent, <laughs> best friends forever. Oh, the most boring wagon ride of all time. No. It's just just Marin Trent looking mean and violent. Just look at me. And Mace L being like, I, have you ever heard the joke about the uh, the farmer, and the farmer and the donkey? He's like, you're gonna you're gonna love this one. Just trying to, are you scowling? Mace just Mace just pointing out cows on the road. Like, cow. <laughs> Bingo! Uh, all right, so there's a, there's a bunch of stuff with the the high with the sparrows. Uh, she, Cersei goes to see the high sparrow, uh, and she basic she's more or less enlisting them to be an army to clean up not not to clean up uh, under the guise of cleaning up uh, from their on, in their eyes. Uh, but for her, really just to take people out, to to seek revenge, to instigate fights. Uh, she's really... She, she she thinks she's doing good things for her, I guess, but she's fucking shit up. That's yeah, a- yeah. Uh, Cersei's is straight up doing this because she thinks this is how she's going to get, um, you know, people to kind of, you know, do her bidding for her, whether they know it or not, you know. We already saw it. Obviously, she's uh, she's using them to to fuck with the Tyrells. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she's uh, a <laughs> she's playing with fire. Yeah, uh, and they they're not really messing around either. They go in, they attack uh, Peter Baelish's brothel. Um, Olivar is uh, is freaking out. Uh, he sees some people. I guess they get killed. Uh, are they getting killed or are they just getting really really punished? Well. It looked like the, the gay looked, guys were getting killed. killed. It, that's what it looked like. Yeah. I thought they were just getting their. I thought they were just getting castrated. Oh, was that it? I, th- I thought oh. so. I thought that was implied that they were being castrated. Uh, oh, real quick. This is just an aside. From now on, 
refer to the staff of the brothel as Olivar and Company, please. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Uh, so they attack the brothel. Uh, was that an attack on Littlefinger or just like an attack on those guys? I think for Cersei it was an attack on Littlefinger. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think it was uh, more on the idea and rather than just getting... I think to if she just went after Loras, it would have been extremely uh, conspicuous. Uh, I think expanding that more to... Um, the, the brothel and that whole idea I think maybe for it was just a bit of a cover and also convenient for them too um, you have anything on that Andrew? yeah you know I don't know that Cersei is as much as I love Cersei I don't know that she's smart enough to realize that she's got to deal with Littlefinger um, I mean maybe maybe who knows I, I thought she's I was getting the impression that she's angry with him because um, he was the master of Poir and he's not there, and the how and everybody's broke. Like she's been sending him angry ravens, and now she's like, and now she's like, I'm breaking your shit. Okay, you come home. Yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah, hole maybe. upstairs. Maybe yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't consider that really. Frank, uh, it's real double-edged sword for the like uh, woman who's pretty widely suspected of incest to be throwing uh, religion around yeah. as a yeah. weapon. That feels like that could like come back and bite her real hard. Yeah. Uh, I would think so. Um, we... So, yeah, Loras gets arrested, and in the meantime, uh, Lancel... Is that his name? Lancel? Yeah, Lancel. Lancel's getting, like, hardcore initiated. He's getting the, uh... The brand. Yeah, the brand on his forehead. Um... And he goes and he uh, takes uh, Loras, right? Yeah. Uh, picks up Loras with a couple other sparrows and uh, jails him. Uh, Margie, Marjorie uh, runs in it on Tommen, uh, complaining about that, of course. Uh, and Tommen's like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll talk to my mom. Classic everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, all right, Deborah, I'll uh, talk to my mom. Um, so yeah, he goes. He talks to Cersei. Who? Oh God! Even in this scene, she's just playing everybody and like, I didn't, I didn't do it. You're the king. Wait, are we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so why don't you go talk to the High Sparrow? Uh, see what he has to say. Uh, so he goes to talk to the High Sparrow. Uh, and just punks out big time. Big time. Yeah. Um, How old is he? 15? I think he's 16. Four, he's 14 or 16. Old enough. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew? In the book, he's 8. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> George R. R. Martin has come out and said that he now understands that he made a terrible mistake <laughs> in the age of everybody in the books. He, just doesn't, he doesn't understand ages. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, like, in the books, in the books yeah, Rob Stark is 14. 13. We were started talking at the same time. Uh, yeah, like, Rob's, Rob's like, what, 13 in the books? 14? Uh, yeah, Rob, Rob and John are both, like, 14. Daenerys is 13. Yeah. It, it's it's stupid. And so, like, people started coming up with theories. They're like, well, if winter's seven years long, then maybe... 
you know, maybe Daenerys is 21, really, but it's just like seasons are different. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, I mean, just for George's sake, the show really did him a favor by being like, we're not going to make this show about a bunch of weird 12 year olds that are doing weird stuff. You described the Goonies just then, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The plot of the Goonies is a bunch of 12 year olds doing weird stuff. Yes, and stand by me. Oh, that reminds me of the part later where Sam does the truffle shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to get John to smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Take me to Valentis. All right, so. Yeah, he loses the face off big time with uh, the, the spe- with one of the spar- high sparrow's cronies, uh, one of his goons, um, and uh, runs back to uh, the palace. Uh, Marjorie's like, "Hey, did you get him out?" Uh, well, I went and talked to the high sparrow, but he was busy. I said, "I'd, co- I, I said I'd come back later." Uh, <laughs> he turns into Woody Allen, uh, and yeah, she just leaves. Yeah. He's like, well, we're gonna, we're gonna do it later, right? And he's just, she's just like, Mm-mm. no, I have a headache until this. <laughs> yeah. um, this, this was to me also like, it made me think, oh my god, if Tywin Lannister was alive, he would whip Tommen into an incredible king because the guy, the kid, just does what he's told. Uh, so like. Tywin is like I like I know like he loomed large, but like anytime you're watching what's going on in King's Landing, just think like if Tywin, what would happen if Tywin was here? WWTD. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Jesus. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else on King's Landing, the Sparrows? Any other thoughts on on them? Um, just just, just real quick. I mean, this isn't related to this episode, but you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing more of Kevin Lannister. I thought he was great. Yeah, uh, and the, the scenes we've seen him in so far, I thought he, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought he was. I thought he was good too. <laughs> I, wait, I just want to second that. Cersei's so good looking. Yeah, I'll third that. I'll fourth it. All right, fine, guys. Fifth, fine. All right, so it's, it's unanimous. Yeah, and, yo, and Lancel's a bitch. Why is it a flower? Why is it a flower on their heads? It's a star. Oh, it's a star. Okay. <laughs> well, there. Because it's not. Okay. That's why. It's like a really pointy star in a circle, right? It, it, it's a seven-pointed star. It's like a, it's like kind of a symbol of their religion. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So I also, along Frank's uh, prediction, not prediction, but. Your, the idea that uh, she has kids in incest, uh, uh, and they're out there trying to purify everything, uh, it, this could very well come back to bite, bite the uh, Lannisters big time. Um, and like Andrew said, also she's she's playing with fire. So, yeah. Like, she has a cousin who knows that she's into incest because he had incest sex with her, mm-hmm. and now he's a crazy <laughs> religious fanatic. Yeah. Oh. Cousins is fine. <laughs> Cousins is cool. Well, isn't that the the Targaryens? They they did that, right? Yeah. But they also had dragons, so it's like... <laughs> it I, right. feel like <laughs> I feel like you can make a compelling case. Like, yeah, there's, I had to bang my sister. A, there's, there's parts in the book about how like the Targaryens are kind of above that, and they were kind of more uh, 
culturally um, Valyrian. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So they kind of had their own customs. They kind of didn't really. But they also uh, they also point out the fact that fifty percent of the Targaryens were batshit insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and didn't it wasn't it usually related to dragons the insanity? Uh, I I, no? I could not speak to that. No, or maybe it's just the I one. Don't think necessarily. No, okay. Just the Mad King's obsession with the. Uh... Well, there was the one that drank wildfire, to, hoping he'd turn into a dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Arian. Something like that. Uh, I, I don't remember which one. It's right. probably in. A or an Aegon. <laughs> yeah. A Walder, Walda. Um, all right, so we're in Dorne, and uh, they're passing Tarth, the Sapphire Isle, uh, where Brienne is from, uh, and that is Jamie and Bronn. Um, and Bronn is just kind of questioning Jamie, like, why, why are you going to Dorne to save her? Uh, and even, even Bronn was like, uh, after he's like, well, because she's my nephew, and he's like, uh, nephew? Uh, I don't think so. My niece. Niece. Uh, niece, yes. That's the term for the female version. Uh, <laughs> Hello, female nephew. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, U.S. <laughs> uh, and he just says, it has to be me. It has to be me. Uh, why does it have to be him? It has to be me. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more in sync, like, it has to be me. It has to be me. <laughs> uh, but why? Why does it have to be him? Well, does he call him out? He's like, you let your brother go, didn't you? And he's like, no. Hmm? And then they, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, because he said you left, uh, you left Tyrion out. Yeah, I bet your uh, sister's pretty pissed at you. And he's like... No. No, Varys left yeah, Tyrion out. Yeah, me. And if I see, if I see Tyrion, and he, he, and, he, and he killed my father, and if I see him again, I'll cut him in two. Um, uh, do you think that's true? Yes. You think that if uh, Jaime were to see Tyrion, he'd be very angry? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, because Jaime knows that he beefed it big time, letting him go. Yeah... And beefed not- it is a term that I've been popularized. <laughs> yeah, uh, fans of the podcast, uh, uh, tweet at us and uh, hashtag beefed it. Uh, will Jamie kill Tyrion or hug him? Yeah. Uh, and let's also go back to the moments uh, before Tyrion calls trial by combat. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jamie, uh, the guy we were just talking about, uh, agree- makes this whole deal with, Tyr- with uh, Tywin. To I think he said to take over Casterly Rock, and Tyrion. What what did Tyrion get out of that deal? He just didn't get. He got to go to the wall. He would go to the wall. Okay. Um, So he he'd be alive. Uh, Tywin would probably still be alive. Uh, Jaime would be at Casterly Rock. So he he's already gone out of his way to um, several times to to save Tyrion. So okay, I can be on board with him being angry. I don't know that he'd. Kill him. I don't think you'd kill him right away. I think he'd have some, like, harsh words <laughs> and probably end up killing him. I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to be a nice reunion. Uh, there was a fun moment when they were when they were rowing, and uh, you see Bronn kind of sweating, doing all the work, and then Jamie just lifts up his, his gold hand. A lot of uh, gold hand gags. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of gold hand gags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that... 
that that one gold hand gag when he catches the sword <laughs> so that might be one of my favorite moments of this entire series not just this episode but this entire series that was just such a <laughs> a fun thing but also like oh, yeah of course you can do that yeah like, oh god that was so great because, that whole oh. fight scene was great. I love him, not Brian knocking the guy off the horse, being like, "Well, he's probably slow yeah. for you. He yeah. slowed down for you." Yeah, uh, and it was just nice to see Jamie active like that again. Uh, and and I mean, he wasn't that that great with it, uh, of course, just yet. Uh, but seeing him sword fighting again was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything to uh, to add, Andrew? About that scene in general. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like the, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I zoned out for a second. Um, <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of the reason that it had to be Jamie, um, other than him having beefed it so hard with letting Tyrion go, uh, I think he probably also <laughs> wants to get away from Cersei a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, ITB, <laughs> um, he, he doesn't go to Dorne, he just go, kind of goes uh, west to kind of mop up after the war. And uh, a lot of the reason, his reason for going is to is to kind of get away from Cersei. Yeah. And then later, when he and Bronn are discussing how they want to die, and Jamie says, in the arms of the woman he loves, who do you guys think he was talking about? He could have been talking thing. about Cersei, probably, I think. Yeah. Maybe he could have also been talking about Brienne. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think he sees her more as a friend. Maybe he hasn't met the woman he loves. <laughs> That's uh yeah, that's all very interesting. What if he had? What if when it, like Bron was pressing him, he was just like, I just need to take some me time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just crowding me. I, I gotta. He's like, I gotta go to Dorne and cool my heels for a while. He's a good looking dude, minus being the Kingslayer and having like the bad rep. He could get a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll second that. <laughs> I think yeah. he's a good looking dude. I don't know, I'll second it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we finally got some uh, some sand snake, mm. sand snake action. Yes. Um, what were what were their names? And they all use different weapons too, right? So there's um, on the show there's Nymeria, Obara, and uh, Tyene. Tyene. Yeah, and they all it's use a cute little short haired one. Yeah. Uh, and they all use a, a different weapon. Is, did I see that right? Uh, one was, had a whip, one had a spear, and one had something else. Kisses. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> o- o- Obara, has, Obara has a spear. Uh, Nymeria, or Nim, as they call her, had a whip. And uh, Tyne, I guess, had her cuteness. <laughs> That's yeah. the girl with the short hair. <laughs> she had a pixie hair. And yeah. her mom. What's her name? So Laria. Alaria yeah. is none of their mother, or is 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 she Tyene's mother? She she's Tyene's mother. Okay, but not the other two. So Oberyn never married right. married anyone outright. Oberyn never married. Is that correct? He just went around fucking. Yeah. Nice, yeah. my hero. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, because he didn't because he didn't have to. He doesn't have to be in charge of stuff like Doran does. Hmm. So uh, that's why. Um, Robert is kind of the wild, fun one because yeah. he didn't have to be serious and think about stuff. He just kind of do whatever he wanted. But it sounds like he took care of all his kids. Like he just had another kid. He's like, great, bring it on, right? Yeah, he's a good yeah. dad. Yeah, took care of him. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and one of the biggest things come out of this this scene, other than than seeing them, uh, and also seeing the traitor, the guy who sold out uh, Jamie and Bron. It was funny too because they even mentioned that that was a possibility. And then we see this guy's head poking out of the sand, uh, getting whipped and scorpioned, um, and then ultimately just speared in the head. Uh, was that they're they're just kind of going to go behind. Uh, Duran's back. Yeah. Uh, and probably start a war. Yeah. How you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're gonna do that, and they, and they are going to take this information that Jamie Lannister and Braun are here to, uh, I guess, kidnap? Yeah, I guess that'd be kidnapping. Uh, uh, kidnap, Takes uh, these backsies. Yeah, takes these backsies. God, what's her name? Marcella. 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 Yeah, they're going to take her back. They, they're going to pocket that information and deal with it as they please. Which means, like, I could like I could see them doing something to, to help that thing happen as a way of making tensions rise. I could see them, uh, you know, ambushing uh, Jamie and, uh, and Bronn, uh, you know, and then being like, we were right, and we're going to use this to raise tension. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things to do when you have that information in your pocket. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And not a cool head among them, except no. for Doran, <laughs> who, uh, who I, I'm hoping we see a lot of this season. He's too Yeah, cool. yeah, he's, he's a, in the book, he's a really, really interesting character. Yeah. He's extremely level-headed in this entire thing. I mean, this was his brother who's got who had his head smashed. Um, and then not to mention the history of uh, the general history of the Lannisters uh, and Dorn, uh, and I guess most of Westeros and Dorn. Yeah. Um, uh, so. And I don't yeah. know if we talked about this on the podcast, but Dorn is a is a nation of badasses. They were the only place that didn't lose to the Targaryen. I mean, other places didn't fight the Targaryens, but um, if I recall correctly, if I, if I remember right, when the Targaryens were, like, unifying Westeros, um, they conquered a bunch of places, and then, uh, like, a couple places were just like, alright, we give up. Dorne remained independent for a long time, and then joined them later. Yeah. But they were the only people that... Uh, act- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I was just gonna say, yeah, you're right. They they're the only ones who were able to uh, resist being forcibly conquered, and that's in um, Martell's uh, the House Martell's words. Yeah. Um. Uh. Un- unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great um, one. Yeah. And that's good. Uh, and in the books, because uh, I'm almost done Storm of Swords right now. Um, I got to the part where I haven't gotten to the Mountain and the Viper fight, mm-hmm. um, but Oberyn has arrived in uh, King's Landing. And one of the things that, that differed there that uh, I'm only going to talk about because it's, it's relevant to the conversation here uh, is the different houses uh, and just backing up the badass thing. They were In the books, they were really, really worried. It wasn't just Oberyn and some people showing up. It was Oberyn... And many of the like heads of household, heads of houses, uh, really, really strong, powerful houses of Dorne that were showing up. So uh, I don't want to know exactly how this is going to play out in the books, um, because it, it, it's got to be different than the than the show played out. Because in the show, they didn't necessarily play that play that up very much. Um, I mean, that did happen in the show. They, no, they, they showed, showing up, but 
they didn't really play it up, though. You're right. Right. Yeah, they showed the the different houses, um, but they they yeah, they didn't play up how big of a deal they were. Um, uh, and of course, speaking of Storm of Swords, uh, I'm listening to that on Audible uh, dot com. If you're interested in a free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash starkravenmad and you get us a few bucks and you get a free audiobook. Uh, if you don't like it, you can always cancel within 30 days. Uh, but they have over, it's now over 200,000 books. Uh, and the book that we just gave to uh, one lucky fan, World of Ice and Fire, is available, and you can download that as well. It's super easy. I got one this week. What did you get? I've never read it, and this is probably going to look bad on me, but Catch-22. I've nice. never read it before, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, now you don't have to read it. You yeah, can now listen I don't have to. It. Now I'm going to have someone read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I think, 11 or 12 hours left of... Uh, Storm of Swords. Wow. It's such a long book. Yeah. It's like it takes 50 hours just to listen to it. Do you listen on single single time or double time? Single time. Double time. Come on. I listen. I uh, I, I want to know what's going on. It's difficult enough on uh, on at regular speed uh, to kind of keep track hey, of everything. Mike, do you have an option of listening to it at half speed? <laughs> <laughs> that, that might help. That might help. I might get some on my just switches to Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, uh, b- 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 uh, I don't mean to interrupt uh, your ad. No, it's done. But, uh, I actually, uh, in a minute, I gotta, I gotta go. Well, we're ending right uh, now with Daenerys. So, what do you have to say about her? Uh, not much. I don't think there was a whole lot on in this in this scene, unless I'm forgetting something. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of had trouble buying. Um, Sons, even that many Sons of the Harpy, uh, not being made short work of by five unsullied. Yeah, that was that was the biggest thing for me too. I mean, these are some of the most highly trained people in uh, in the world, uh, according to uh, probably the, the most highly trained in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who who are the Sons of the Harpy? Like they're they're former slaves, right? We have no idea. Uh, uh, I think they're presumably your former masters. Former masters. Okay. okay, so they're not soldiers. No, but they have real scary uh, masks. Yeah, they have a lot of masks. That's a lot of masks to to, to make. Yeah. They they get creepy masks and they get knives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a, a ton to say about that that part of the, that part of the episode. Um. Except that it if Sir Barrison is dead, that's very sad to me. I I, I hope he's not, but. Uh, based on what you said, what you guys say, they showed in the um, in the teaser. It seems like he is. That sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, about this season in general. Um, again, going back to people thinking that it's been a little more low key. Um, I, it, it kind of is because what we're seeing is at this point in the story, kind of a uh, the dust settling and who the new players are. Um, keep in mind the titles of the books at this point because the last one we saw was a storm of swords uh, this book that we're mostly covering now is a feast for crows yeah you know i feel like the titles really um illustrate the uh the tone of this part of the story yeah 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 well it's a yeah a feast for crows and a dance with dragons is um they happen simultaneously so uh what we see in like king's landing 
and Dorn. That's a feast for crows. Uh, also, Arya's section. Uh, the uh, a dance with dragons would be Winterfell, the Wall, um, and Daenerys. So something to think about in, in terms of the titles. Sure. Yeah. Either way, um, this is ramping up towards the end. Yeah. Um, what we're, I think what we're seeing now is the story is starting to end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Sir Barristan and Grey Worm make a stand. Um, I mean, they, they set it up like he, he was... I mean, they showed really, I guess, really well, very late, that Barristan... Barristan was pretty badass. Oh, my God. That's uh, the first time we've ever seen him, like, really fight, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they've, they've talked about him and his legendary fighting skills um, in, uh, many times throughout the show. Um, most recently this, this time where, you know, he lost to Rhaegar, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him, um, fighting again. Um, it, it, I, every time I see him, I just think of that one scene where he just tells Joffrey basically to go fuck himself and strips down, uh, takes off his armor in the first, first season and just like walks out. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew, you have to run? I do actually. Okay, you got any plugs, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be doing improv at the UCB Inner Sanctum at uh ten on the night of uh, May the nineteenth, and then June second. And this is in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the new UCB Inner Sanctum. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, this past year uh, the UCB opened up their new theater. Uh, so now there's uh, two two UCB theaters in LA. Uh, UCB Franklin is the small, the smaller, older one. They just opened up UCB Sunset, which is huge. It's a really, it's a big theater. Uh, their whole training center is there, and uh, there's also a cafe attached to it with its own performance space, and that's the Inner Sanctum, uh, and that's all free shows in there. Awesome, nice. All right. Well, good luck in the shows. Have fun. And uh, this was great, Andrew. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Um, sorry if I uh, took up uh, took up more time than uh, was fair. You're the guest. <laughs> but uh, thanks. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll do it again soon. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So continuing with Daenerys. Um, yeah. I mean, it looked as if at the end. Barristan, dead. Grey Worm, dead. Um, I hope Grey Worm's not dead. I hope Barristan's not dead, even though in the teaser, they kind of... Uh, he, he he wasn't one of my favorite characters, but he was one of my favorite side characters. If you could pick one to live, you would have him survive? I would pick Grey Worm, because it would more likely lead to more my Sandy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a good racist test, too. <laughs> Did it pass? Yeah, you passed. Uh, and also, Barristan's an old man, so, like, it's not quite as sad. He's an old badass. Yeah. Um, but this goes to what I was saying before, that with Barristan dead... It does kind of open up a spot, possibly, for Jorah to slide back in. And if we tie in the fact that, not the fact, but the thought, which was half joke, that Varys would beat uh, them to it, I could easily see Varys smooth-talking Daenerys into Jorah rejoining. Oh, I don't think Jorah's getting back on her, t- back on our team. 
I don't think no. that's happening. I feel like Daenerys is going to hold a grudge, and there's no way he's getting back like close on our team. At least that's my prediction. Well, Varys is the one that kind of put everything in motion. So if anybody can stop that uh, and say, like, yes, to, to kind of back him up, it, he'd be the one, right? Yeah. yeah. He'd also be the one who said, oh, his he was spying for me. <laughs> he was spying for me, So and I was for you. Yeah. And then she just chops both of them. She chops both of them. <laughs> yeah. Off. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could I could see almost like Jorah Mormont being like the golem of this show. I mean, I know Reek is kind of the golem of this show, but uh, but I could see Jorah Mormont just like being like this guy, just like hopelessly follows Daenerys even though she's rejected him, and then just like kind of like does something like major and sacrificial, like even though she never like re accepts him back into the gang. Yeah, but if she does, there'd be a nice, interesting parallel with uh, Cersei's inner council. Getting smaller, and she, her saying, "Oh, I thought we didn't talk about that." That's such a great line, which is oh, yeah. like not small enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the Pycelle there, just yeah. still so creepy. Yeah. Um, or no, is that the who's the guy that's working on the mountain? Kyber. That's Kyber. Oh yeah, he's still there and just like creepy. He's loving fuck. it. Yeah. Uh, I think the first thing Kyber invented was hair dye because <laughs> <laughs> he's got like he's turning into Loki. It looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Daenerys would be getting bigger. It would be like the if Daenerys is just getting larger and larger. Well, the guy I'm so bad with names. The guy that Daenerys is doing, he's not part Dario of Dario Naharis. Could he just step up to that spot? No, I don't think so. No, because what's he doing now? She's, She's making there. him do dirty work. Mm, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she made him chop the. One, um, Mosander, uh, I think was his name, the, the one yeah. slave, former slave, um, chopped his head off. Um, she sends him to do different things. Uh, I, I don't see him stepping up. He, he can't fill a juror role of like advisor slash protector. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a meathead. But we've seen him, like, try to give her advice, like, after they've messed around. He's like, let me tell you how it is. Yeah, babe, the fighting pits would be awesome. <laughs> That's how I got where I am. Yeah. And we're on. hearing more about the fighting pits this this week with uh, Hisdar the Lorax. Uh, Hisdar uh, Zolorak. Um, he, it, once again, that this is this is his line this season. He just wants these fighting pits open. Um, like maybe he, I think he says like maybe this isn't the the, an, the answer for entire peace, but at least the sl- former slaves and the former masters would have something in common. Um, so why not just pop them open? That's what I I don't understand. I'm not saying that like the show like or, or, or George R. Martin is pushing for morality, but I don't understand because they they really seem to be conveying like this idea that like Daenerys is like making a mistake as a ruler like she's screwing up and like the sons of harpy that was the tone i got like the sons of harpy killing Barrison or, or trying to kill like Grey Worm is somehow Daenerys's fault it's like a fault in her leadership it's like her growing pains as a leader and i just i don't get how standing up against that is a sign of being a bad leader. Cause, and, and there's nothing like, like it in King's Landing. There's no like real like savagery that the, the king like is supposed to allow to like keep like, like the peace. And like, there's also like the weird like flea bottom King's Landing like dichotomy. I just, I don't understand. Maybe, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe like where, where we're supposed to like think like, oh, if Daenerys was doing this, 
because there, there have been other parts where we're like, oh, Daenerys, you're fucked up. And yeah. this is like the first time where I'm like, I, I just, I don't know, I don't know what she could do to make it better. I don't know how she could she be a better leader. So I, I, I think, and I, I don't know if this is how we're supposed to feel, but there is, um, in the books, the the one refrain that we're not hearing on the show that is going on in the books at this time in, in like this kind of situation, it, I forget who it is. I actually might have been Barristan and Selmy who's doing this. Who's saying, this is not your place. Marine is not your problem. These cities that you freed, this was great. This was you got yourself an army. You did the right thing, but your place is Westeros, and you are wasting time and resources being here. Somebody said that uh, not this season, but I'm pretty sure last season he he brought it up. Yeah, uh, and I think it was Jorah who talked her into. I could be wrong. Uh, where's Andrew at? Get, get him back on the line. Um, uh, that talked her into staying and uh, calming things down. Um, but I mean, that could be something that that sparks her to finally start uprooting herself from from Slaver's Bay and heading to uh, Westeros. I mean, shit. If we end this season and you know we see her on the and uh, what, what is it the the narrow sea crossing the narrow sea. Uh, with you know two dragons overhead, and we see like King's Landing or something in the. I don't see that. Think it would be happening that fast, but that was probably maybe more the end of next season. Yeah. Um, but that would that would be dope. Because it, you know what it reminds me of is is my my father uh, is from Chicago. He grew up in Chicago, um, which is very well known for having very corrupt politicians, and uh, you know uh, Mayor Richard Daley um, being one of them. But but the saying in Chicago is. Uh, like he got the streets plowed, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, yeah. like people, like 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 they will, and it's and like it's it's true in Philadelphia, like like you are, like we will allow a lot of bad behavior and corruption and all that stuff, but you've got to take care of the basics, mm-hmm. and that's where um, that's where Daenerys is failing right now in Marine, but like to some extent, it's like how do you like I feel like you I, I like. Frank, I, I totally agree. Like, I watch it and I'm just like, I have, I have a thousand opinions about every other thing in the show and how I would handle it, and I don't see how Daenerys can do something to make that situation better. Yeah. Whitney, <laughs> I agree. No, I yeah, I agree. I don't know if I can add any more. Cool. I got totally side stri- distract. That's not a word. Side distracted. Or, side distracted. Yeah. Um, can I go off subject? Yes. We didn't talk about Melisandre saying to Jon Snow that he knows nothing. What was that? Uh, yeah. Well, what I think that, that was just her saying... Like, uh, I watched you and your girlfriend, like, saw it in the fire. Yeah, I think that's more or less probably what that was, is that... And for us, too, that she's had an interest in him before she actually even got to King's Land, uh, the, the watch. Wall. Got to the wall, Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, thank you for bringing that up. I think that's a big that's that's pretty big. That's big. Yeah. Uh, that she's she's been watching him. Yeah, I think that that backs up uh, what we were saying earlier. What I was what I brought up uh, that yeah she has a she has a bigger interest in him, possibly even bigger than she does with with Stannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or was that you know Stannis a way to get to him? Yeah. Yeah. Because if she just showed up at the wall, like, 
Well, what happened when she... The, the thing that caused her to go to the wall was a, a message from Master Amon after he sent all those ravens. Uh, then Davos reads it, and it says that, you know, bad shit's happening, yeah. need men, uh, please come. I don't remember if Jon Snow was mentioned in that. <laughs> Shoot a raven off. <laughs> Take down this dictation. Uh, situation bad. Stop. stop. <laughs> need men. Stop. <laughs> Send what you can. Stop. Dead things coming to life. Stop. Uh, and then she's like, this, this War of Five Kings means nothing. The real war is to the north. Uh, and how is she going to get there? Yeah, maybe she's just using Stannis as a as a as a ride. Yeah. Um, hey, you you uh, you you heading you heading north? Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, it's my Stannis impression. It's not bad. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Great. Uh, all right, well, let's wrap this wrap this up uh, with some winners and losers. Cool. Yeah. Uh, can we start to the right, Whitney? Are you ready for this? I think so. Are you ready um, for this? I think oh, I'm a tie on my losers, but I'm gonna have to go Jora because he's just like I got this. I'm winning myself back. Like he feels like he's gonna be so happy, and then he just got all his hope just like crushed. And then my winner also goes along with that. Like I think Tyrion was a winner because he had no idea where he was going. Thought he was going back to Cersei to get his head chopped off. Oh, and he had that great line, too, uh, after he finds out that he's going to see Daenerys. Uh, and it was, uh, what a waste of a good kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Just his reaction was so great. Like, that's where I was going anyway. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks for the ride, lady. So uh, those are my weird. <laughs> um, my, uh, my loser is... Barristan sell me. Ugh. Just not fun. Um, my winner, I guess my winner is, it's. It, I guess it's like two sides of a co-winner, but my winner is Shireen. Uh, because what a lovely moment to just have your, your dad very beautifully uh, tell you how much you mean, he mean, you mean to him. Yeah. Uh, that's really everybody's dream, isn't it? Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My winner is David. And my so and then the cor- the other part of that is uh, congratulations. I hope you guys get an Emmy nomination for something because that was fun. That was a really nice moment. Um, but uh, my uh, yeah, oh, that that was it. Yeah, that's my winner, Shireen. Good job. Good job. Uh, my winner is John Snow. Uh, every little orphan's kid, every little orphan kid's dream, or every little bastard kid's dream is yeah. to be totally special. Yeah, he got totally special, and he got to second base. Yeah, <laughs> and third. Yeah, he, he rounded third on his way to second. Uh-uh. and uh, so good for him. Uh, my loser is uh, religious fanatics' foreheads. Uh, not, not a great, not a great day to be a religious fanatic. These are like forehead. the precursors to baseball hats. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, for me, my my loser is uh, the guy who betrayed uh, Jamie and and Bronn, yeah. who thought he was going to go and give some good info and uh, get some money in the process. So he kind of double dips the the info, uh, gives a ride to those guys like, hey, yeah, have a nice trip. I'm going to go collect some more money. Uh, ends up getting a spear through the head. 
Yeah. Uh, and scorpions on the face. And scorpions on the face and whipped. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Buried in the sand. Yeah, and buried in the sand. <laughs> buried in the sand up that. to the neck. Yeah. We really uh, don't like being bribed. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so he's my loser. My winner, you know what? I'm going to go opposite David and say my winner is Barristan Selmy. Not just necessarily in this episode, but through the entire storyline that we had him. He stood up to... He was one of the only people... To not just stand up to Joffrey, but stand up and walk away uh, and and live to brag about it. Uh, he went and supported the the, the rightful heir to the, the throne, um, the family that he was... Uh, he was in the Night's Guard with uh, the Targaryens, right? Yeah. Um, and then he was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Uh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go handle her. Does so. Saves her uh, once from that... Um, that scorpion-looking thing. What's it called? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in, like, a shell or something? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Get Andrew going the horn. <laughs> uh, and uh, helps her helps her rule. Um, she didn't listen all the time, clearly. Uh, bad shit happened. Uh, and, but, but he was there as counsel, and he also went out fighting like a badass uh, and uh, saving... Um, possibly saving Grey Worm in the process. Um, so his legacy, I think, is the is the winner. Is why he's my winner. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what about plugs? What do you got? Oh well, I gotta do. Well, we have a oh, couple other winners. Sweet right? tweets. We have two winners. Well, yeah, I've got to give my tweet uh, tweet of the week. Uh, this and it fits well, um, kind of, with what we were just talking about. This one was uh, in the heat of the moment. Uh, young Joseph Crack at IMJ Crack uh, feeling feeling some type of way about the Sons of the Harpy uh, attack goes not nah, be unsullied Obama can't be dead son dot 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 nah <laughs> congratulations IMJ Crack you are our tweet of the week um, did we announce the winner of the thing? We did. We did. Oh, okay, cool. Earlier, yeah. But just as a reminder, we have a contest now. If you follow us on Twitter, at SRM Podcast, uh, you could be entered to win something as well. We just oh. gave away the Song of Ice and Fire uh, hardcover. We just got to get uh, in touch with that person. Yeah. Uh, and if you follow us, we'll contact you. Uh, we'll announce the winner in the first episode of June. And uh, you'll get something from us. We'll announce what that's going to be next week. Uh, but it'll be some kind of sweet Game of Thrones related uh, prize of approximately, I don't know, 25 to $35 in value. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about, what was your favorite tweet of the night that you, you sent out? That I personally wrote? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I uh, live tweet every episode. Uh, and uh, yeah, look, I think I do bangers. Um, <laughs> the, my, uh, my most successful tweet was uh was i uh, tweeted i i tweeted a uh, picture of uh Natalie Portman with her crew in the in her rap video and it just i just said the sand snakes are so thorough and they ate that up <laughs> what a, what a, this is what a masturbatory thing to talk about good tweets that you had <laughs> i was asking one that that you personally enjoyed i personally enjoyed nabi <laughs> that was, that, was, that was like the the uh, the literary version of that guy reacting to the Oberyn death by just <laughs> bugging his eyes bigger and bigger and bigger 
guy just dro- <laughs> he's just drooping his mouth, obviously. Got him. That guy. Um, all right. Well, then let's uh, let's wrap it up if we have no further business. Sure. Okay. Uh, email us srmpodcast at gmail dot com. If you have anything to say, if you like what you hear, if you hate what you hear, uh, if you have any fan theories uh, based on the TV show, if you've read the books, keep that. Um, uh, I guess. I don't know, as long as it's not spoiling anything. Um, yeah, let us know. We we love any kind of engagement that we get because we get so little of it. Mm. Uh, so thanks. Uh, and thanks to Andrew and to each of you. And we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.